Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Meet Mitch Weaver. Hey, that's my shirt. In the game of life, he's losing his shirt. Ah! You're not fit to wear this shirt. Mitch can't hold a job. You're fired. You get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody. Got a personality like a dead moth. Mitch is no good at relationships. I'm through wasting my life with you. Note to sell. Making love to blow-up dolls. Not as good as advertised. Mitch lacks people skills. Hey, that was really funny sicking the cops on us like that. I thought it was funny, but I'm surprised you guys did because uh, you got your asses kicked. I guess I showed you the thing or two about dirty work. Hello, welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we revisit movies and TV shows we haven't seen in a while and see how they hold up today. I'm joined, as always, by... Robert Larone And... Blaine Waters. And I'm J.M. McNabb. We are part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network, and we have a very special episode for you today. We're going to talk about the 1998 film Dirty Work. Yeah. Directed <laughs> Does that by- make it really special? Well, it's the 20th anniversary. Yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and I have a feeling we're the only ones commemorating that. <laughs> <laughs> like, even Bob Sag is listening to this being like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the director, of course. Uh, Norm MacDonald's the star. Yeah. Artie Lang, lots of comedians, Chevy Chase. Many appearances and cameos. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's star studded, kind of. Yeah. Before we get into that, I do want to take a minute and thank all of our Patreon donors. Those are the people that go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and donate a few bucks to help keep the show going. Yeah. You're the only thing keeping us from starting a revenge for higher business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at a certain Patreon level, we will get revenge on your yeah. enemies, right? Yeah. At least like five, five, ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this movie because. It's maybe a slightly more obscure movie, though I do find that it comes up a lot in conversation. Yeah. For a certain generation, I think a lot of people saw this or consider it maybe a cult movie. Maybe I'd even go so far as to say. A cult comedy? Cult comedy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Wild Wild Country, but I mean, there's like a cult of people that enjoy this movie. Was that funny? You didn't think it? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny? Uh, Wow, just calling them out right on the podcast. uh, Oh, no, I didn't know (laughs) I'm talking about Wild Wild Country spelled like Oscar Wilde. It's just a collection <laughs> okay, of his sweet. plays. Yeah. What, what about you, Rob? It. When did you first see this movie? I don't remember precisely when I first saw this movie. I might have rented it. I loved Norm MacDonald growing up. I saw him on SNL. He did the uh, Weekend Update. And I thought he was the most hilarious yeah. person and probably the only hilarious person on SNL. <laughs> you know, something about his humor, but so dry and obscure and... Yeah, it was his, though. It was like his humor. He was so different from everyone yeah. else on that show. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's a good Canadian boy like the three of us. Right. And so I've always... I have a special place <laughs> right. in my heart for Norm MacDonald. 
You know, I feel like because, you know, he's made good just by being like a weirdo who makes stupid jokes. Right. Yeah. He's well, like your idol. I wouldn't say he's my idol. Again, it's not a cult thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always found him really funny. And when I saw this movie, I really liked it. And I thought it was one of the funnier SNL style movies because this was the time where every SNL actor past, present or future got an SNL style movie. Right. It's like the Black Sheep era or It's Pat, Stuart Saves His Family. (laughs) This movie is also basically a remake of Happy Gilmore, (laughs) which we'll get into. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's almost beat for beat Happy Gilmore. Well, it yeah, doesn't have Christopher sure. McDonald in it. It though. does have Christopher McDonald in it. <laughs> oh, playing shit. basically the same character. Yeah, but it doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. So. It does have oh, Adam Sandler in it. All right. Okay. It's also about saving an elderly <laughs> uh, figure, trying to raise money to help them. Yeah. We start in childhood. It's Everything about it is the same. Is it the same Happy writer? Gilmore. Because I know like the, the guy who wrote it, who was the head writer of SNL, he wrote a lot of Adam Sandler's movies, including Grown Ups Two. Oh, yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't think he wrote Happy Gilmore. <laughs> the classic Grown Ups Two. Yeah. <laughs> I even think they used the same font as Happy Gilmore for the opening credits. But well, we'll talk I more about that. Yeah, yeah Blaine, it's like the screenwriter just like was like, oh, I need a script. I'll just change the names on this one. Like send it in. Yeah. It's dirty work, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> Just find and replace golf with revenge. <laughs> Didn't have that function back then. Oh, oh no. Years ago. <laughs> Maybe they did. I don't yeah, know. they probably did. Uh, what about you, Blaine? Yeah, I, I loved this movie when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, and the love improv when I was a teenager, and everyone that was did improv in high schools around Kingston, They we all knew this movie and would all quote this movie to each other. Improv was supposed That's to be like... That's not improv. No, it's, no, you're supposed to come up with original stuff and all we did was like quote this movie to each other. <laughs> Your idea of improv was reenacting yeah. dirty work. Well, we weren't good at it. <laughs> That's just plagiarism. Oh, was, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we were like the screenwriter of this movie. Yeah. Anyway, and I've always had a special spot in my heart for Norm MacDonald. See? Like, it's not weird. It's yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I do idolize Got him it. and would follow him to the end. No, I, I just like he's so funny, and I've listened to basically all of his stand up, every appearance on any talk show. Whoa. Yeah, I was working this part time job once that I hated, and I hated my life at the point because I was I had it's just a bad job. And, and then I, like your girlfriend threw you out of the apartment because you couldn't <laughs> keep a job. Yeah, but then, at least I got the popcorn maker, yeah. so that was fine. But I listened to Norm McDonald like every day at this job because he just made me laugh and he got me through a, a pretty a pretty bad are time. you fucking serious yeah i am i am i i know it's stupid it sounds really corny but like he he's very very funny and he's he, pretty funny he like kind of shows the he, he says some pretty dark things in his comedy yeah there's always some some like lighter side to it and i, I love that it's he really comedy. got blamed through that air traffic controller gig <laughs> 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 what about you, Jam? I rented this from the library when I was a kid. I think it was like still it's pretty for a project. <laughs> <laughs> it was still pretty new. <laughs> like but back then because like VHS tapes and I don't even think DVDs were really around, but were such prized commodities, the right. ones that were at the library or you know, like available at the library weren't on hold were usually like the the real dregs of, you know, now you go into a library and you see the DVDs, they're all like new releases and stuff because no Mm -hmm. one is buying DVDs. But back then, yeah, it was really, you know, the bottom of the barrel if you rented something from the library. And it was still all warbly when you watched it. Yeah. (laughs) People pausing it too much, stretching Um, out the tape. And so I rented Dirty Work and it became, yeah, sort of a minor favorite. I also 
was a big fan of SNL. Yeah, when I was like 12 or 13 and and Norm Macdonald was a big reason why. And I remember being very involved in the saga of him losing his job and right. you know and coming back like a year later going back. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, right yeah i think it was like a year or two later he came back and hosted and i remember also he was on letterman like every week oh, after yeah. he got letterman fired he was crashing him. on letterman's couch. yeah letterman <laughs> loved him and clearly yeah. he just wanted to be on tv once a week so he just came back to letterman every yeah. did you see that send-off he gave to letterman he did like the oh, like the, farewell yeah that yeah. was so after sad the jokes? after the hitler jokes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Letterman was on his show, his like YouTube show and podcast. Huh. Yeah. And that was a really good one. Yeah. He's taking them all down because he has this new Netflix thing coming up, right? Norm. Yeah. Norm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So does Letterman. They they both have Netflix projects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is nice to see that like after he didn't become a movie star, we'll talk about some of the other movies he was in. Or a TV star. Or a TV star. (laughs) He had, you know, I guess one of his sitcoms was fairly popular. The other wasn't. He, He had one. It was just called Norm or something? Yeah. yeah, one was sort of like, it used the skin of the Drew Carey show. Right. And then one had the dad from ALF. That was the same one. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the, one, the, the, one, the dad from ALF was like his boss. Isn't that guy like a meth head now or something? Yeah, I think his life got dark. Okay. Well, let's not talk about that. Like a Norm MacDonald joke. <laughs> but then he had a sitcom that was like a minute with Stan What's-His-Face or something. Right. And it was about a guy moving out to the country, uh, to a town filled with all these eccentrics. And it was just the Bob Newhart, or not the Bob Newhart show. It was just Newhart. Right. And it was like they had whole plot lines, episodes that were just episodes of Newhart. That's really weird. And then I looked it up and the guy who created the show was the creator of Newhart. <laughs> I love how these guys around Norm MacDonald have one idea. They're like, yeah. Norm MacDonald will fit it again. <laughs> so yeah, let's do it. It was really weird. But yeah. It wasn't like a, an official remake. Yeah, so after all that, it was nice to see that he's kind of come back a bit. He's got this yeah. Netflix yeah. thing coming out, his well, the YouTube whole, show. The whole YouTube he was Colonel sh- Sanders. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Sanders, yeah. The whole YouTube show was apparently his bid for a talk show because he wanted to do a talk show. So he did one right. on YouTube to show that he could do it. It was a proof of concept almost. Makes sense. Yeah. He also wrote a book that I haven't read, but that yeah. was really well reviewed. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be actually a really good book. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, he seems like an intelligent, erudite fella. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's More intelligent about, than us. <laughs> let's talk about this stupid movie then. Do you want to do a rundown of the plot? Because people may not remember this movie. Uh, yeah. Well, it sort of starts with them as children. Okay. There's yeah. like a little Norm MacDonald. And like a little Artie Lang. And when they're kids, they learn not to take crap from anybody. Like at one point, they hide some guns in like a bully's desk and they get arrested. Yeah. And they also expose a crossing guard who's grabbing kids' asses by Watch putting... Watch word, your choice. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, definitely... And then he's like... Bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds worse somehow. <laughs> When I saw that, I was like, that's a little much for this movie. <laughs> They're both a little much. One yeah. is planting 18 guns in a bully's desk. The other is yeah. like, here's another funny joke about yeah, an child. adult assaulting children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get that, like, it's a hard-edged comedy, even though it was like PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Somehow. But even still, like, because it starts with them as kids, you're figuring it, like, and it's so bright and colorful, this, this movie. It feels like a kid's movie to yeah. start with. So well, that's what makes it funny, though. Kind of, yeah. It's got, like, right. whimsical music and stuff, too. 
Yeah, and like I guess it's funny pop punk from the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, well as soon as we get into the present, we get some semi charm kind of life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. for all you nineties kids. Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one's that song? Is that the one that goes do 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 do? You know which song it is. I, <laughs> no. you know, it's funny when I watched this movie. I was like, that song was in my head today. Why was it in my head? And I was like, am I a psychic? And then uh, James, your, your nose is bleeding. Oh my god! <laughs> but then my wife reminded me that it was in Game Night. We watched Game Night the oh. night before. I love Game Night. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's everywhere. But <laughs> it's every going to be huge. <laughs> As they grow up, they have sort of started taking crap from people. He's lost 14 jobs in the last three months. And after he gets fired from his pizza place job, his girlfriend throws him out, throws all of his stuff on the street. Can I just jump in and mention that it always bums me out when a movie starts with showing how far a character has fallen by having them be a pizza delivery guy? Yeah. There's a lot of pizza delivery guys It's out a there. good gig. It's yeah. a noble profession. Like... <laughs> The Spider-Man 2 does it also. I feel like there are other movies. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, look at what a loser this guy is at the beginning of the movie. He's, He's delivering pizza. He's not even food. eating the pizza. <laughs> He's delivering it. As, as someone who, you know, relies on pizza delivery a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I want to stand up for They're the profession. heroes. They're, They're human the hero- beings. They heroes are. of your dinner. They're unsung heroes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Listen up, Norm McDonald's girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he loses his job at the pizza place. But also before that, he like – this is where the movie ages poorly is that it falls in the same trap that numerous other movies have. And it's like pretty bigoted in parts. Oh, Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So what happens when he gets fired from the pizza place again? He like delivers the pizza late and the guy – they have those 30-minute or free policy – and yeah. his boss is being a real hard ass. He tells the boss, he like lies and says that the customer was calling the boss all sorts of like racist names. Oh, and, yeah. And like bigoted names and stuff. But that, that's not the bigotry of the movie. That, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, he does say like he was, he called you an Italian fruit and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So like it's, it's a little, I mean, it's not, but the point it's an is appetizer yeah. for the bigotry. <laughs> the true bigotry is yet to come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. yeah. This movie is a rich tapestry of racism, homophobia, and like really oversized pastel t shirts <laughs> <Yeah>. and baggy shorts. <laughs> the worst Easter ever. <laughs> yeah. Usually we take a little bit of time to talk about the problematic elements of all these older movies. For this one, it's probably going to make it a double episode (laughs) yeah yeah so he loses his job and they get a bunch of other jobs too like they get a job at a movie theater and their boss is don rickles yeah that's never a good sign (laughs) when you've seen casino when your boss is an insult comic yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he just does his routine on them Um, (laughs) yeah he calls them hockey pucks and (laughs) yeah it makes fun of Artie lang for being fat right now I'm going to explain to you my managing style for the benefit of the new guys. (laughs) So there you are, Tubby. Ah, you look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. You baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said that they're down to only five flavors. You're swelling up as I talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like get revenge on... For about on... five minutes. I think that goes on for five minutes. It goes on way too long. Yeah. I mean, this movie is sort of like a bunch of sketches tied together into a mm-hmm. loose plot. But they get revenge on this guy by... First, they like get all of their colleagues to like give them 10 bucks to do it. 
Like right. one of the guys says, "Hey, I give you ten bucks to you know show that guy," mm-hmm. and so they get this idea, right? You know, it's the seeds of this idea, and then they uh, get revenge on this guy by <laughs> replacing the movie that's playing yeah. with a with gay porn, yeah. men in black who like to have sex with other men. <laughs> Is the title it's, it's of it. It's a good title. It's a good title. And that is, in and of itself, you know, problematic. The big problem comes when everyone, like, runs out of the theater screaming that they've just seen, like, two men. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, <sighs> I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the theater would be horrified if any porn replaced yeah. a movie. But surely. where did they get that real? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, but just the fact that, yeah, they react to it as if it was like Godzilla. Right. <laughs> and they're yeah. stampeding out of the theater. Yeah, they trample people. Like, yeah, it's bad. I have to admit, though, the dialogue of the film is pretty funny. But it was That was funny. <laughs> hey, look, there's an alien. We better have sex with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have had that and then just cut to, like, Don Rickles getting in trouble. Yeah, but yeah, the fact that it's specifically gay porn and everyone's horrified, and they yeah. won't even they put on the film and they won't even watch it. Oh, and at one point, yeah, Artie looks back like because- Lot's wife had Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and instead of turning into salt, Norm Macdonald chastises him, you yeah. know, for for curiosity. Maybe being gay. Yeah, well, and this is where he he brings out his tape recorder, which is like a plot device in this movie <laughs> they needed to have something to like record the bad guy saying his, his monologues so uh, to get him in trouble so norm Macdonald has his tape recorder that he keeps on saying like note to self and then says something funny and now don't remember uh, what that thing is though that one there was his friend is gay i think that i think that's what he says yeah. in the tape recorder what's his friend's name Artie is Lang? it Artie? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe sam oh yeah that sounds right yeah yeah and that amazing idea gives them the further ingenious plan to start this revenge for a higher business, Dirty Work Inc. Mm-hmm. So they get a storefront and they... Because uh, you need a storefront for that. Yeah, you can't just have like a thing in the yellow pages. You can't work from home. No. 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 If you're going to take revenge on people, you want to have a place that people can find you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll, that won't come back to haunt you at all. That's... That's perfect. It actually really doesn't. I know. (laughs) Well, no, it it does. does. It does with the university kids, the college kids. But in minor ways, it's never like... I mean, I guess they're... I guess they go and get tossed into jail for like a night. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, that turns out pretty bad. But they do some horrible things that... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Well, and they have to advertise this business, and this is when uh, the... Let me set it up. Okay, please. Because there is a, believe it or not, in Dirty Work, there is a romantic subplot... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> is there? Can you call it a romantic subplot? I the don't know. The chemistry between Norm MacDonald this and sparks. this actress. Uh, sorry, I'm going to spoil your segment. Of Blaine's funny names? Yeah. Okay. Her, what's Go. her name? Uh, trailer Howard. I thought it was Taylor Howard, but it's Trailer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, it's that's funny her name. name. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. <laughs> but anyway, they get in like a bar fight. He meets this girl at a bar and... Just before they get in a fight with these frat boys. And he doesn't even really meet her. She just kind of like sidles next to him and they just start yeah. talking about like what's on TV. Yeah, this yeah. is the direction I was given by, by Bob Saget. <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> hey, what's your name? I'm standing on my mark. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hit my light? No. Okay. Good. Yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, well, she, she was 
from Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. She was Again, the, let's she not was the title character. Places. Yeah. Well, they did this girl because I think they got rid of the pizza place. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's rough. Rough time for the pizza guys. Turned out the pizza place was a front for human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> so they just focused on the two guys yeah. and a girl. It was Pizzagate. It was all over again. That's what well, that was my joke. Yeah, I know. All right. But so this girl works at a used car lot and her boss is also a dick. Apparently all bosses are kind of dicks. Partial truth. But <laughs> it's uh, David Koechner. Okay. But he's like yelling at her and being like misogynistic. So Norm MacDonald, he gets this idea to advertise for Dirty Work Inc. by using their live filming of an advertisement. And he does so by hiring a bunch of prostitutes and having them play dead in the trunks of the car. And then the trunks open and they see all the dead prostitutes. And then he's like, hey, look at all those dead prostitutes. I think he uses the word whore. Because I'm not used using the word, that. They use the word whore like 50 million oh. times in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because of what's his name? He got his nose bit off. Chris Farley. Yeah, but Chris even... Chris Farley. I was reading a review from not that long ago, like one of those like reappraising this movie type things yeah. from 2009. <laughs> Sounds like it lost a lot of value on that appraisal. No, they were actually <laughs> defending it. Oh, really? And they said something to the effect of like, Norm MacDonald really owned the word whore on his days in SNL. What, like, what? What? what paper was this in? <laughs> this was the... Was uh, Fox and Friends? Was this... <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, <laughs> newsletter about movies. No, I uh, I don't remember. It might have been... It was either Nerdist or the AV Club because I read yeah. uh, similar yeah. pieces on those. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was not that long ago. People still thought it was funny, but it, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty weird. It's pretty yeah. It's it bristles me every time that they say <laughs> yeah. whore or hooker. Yeah, I know that those were acceptable terms back then. I guess, <laughs> but also it even bugged me when I saw it as a kid because the whole premise of this bit that he's doing like within the world of the movie is that the trunk pops open and you see the woman that's supposed to be dead in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And it's embarrassing him. But the way the camera's set up, you would never see, you know, see the trunk. Yeah. The trunk. It's like way down low on the ground. There's one camera. There's not like there could the be a angles second guy on the roof. Or maybe no. they got like a drone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That just makes no sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't That's make That's a good sense. point. This movie really doesn't hold up. <laughs> I mean, well, and that's it for rewatchability. <laughs> yeah, but that sort of starts their business off in earnest and they get some actual clients. Yeah. Which are also there's some problematic stuff in there too. They get a client who is a little person. Yeah, for sure. And of course, oh, he yeah. has the dignified job of working in a circus. <laughs> <laughs> where he has a grudge against the bearded lady yeah. who is played by Rebecca Romaine, formerly Stamos. Oh, was nice. she not Stamos at the time? It was probably pre-Stamos. Oh. Mm. But maybe that's how maybe, future generations will judge our simil- civilization. Yeah. Maybe Bob pre- Stamos. <laughs> maybe Bob Saget introduced them. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's his sister. Oh wait, is she? Oh no, wait, that's just in Full House. Oh, <laughs> she was. His, he was his yeah, gotcha. brother. And, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that part's weird. Yeah. yeah they, they shave off the bearded lady's beard. Yeah. She yes. freaks out. Yeah. And they, but I like, the, I like the joke where they're spray painting her trailer and they're spray painting bearded off lady. Just says the lady now. I kind of. That's know. her livelihood. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's also. <laughs> I mean, it's not nice that they did that to her. It's also like the thing she did 
what did they explain what she did to make the guy hire a venture hire business? Because it seemed like she was just kind of a bit mean. Yeah. <laughs> like that didn't really justify the and also yeah. it's not like because a lot of these are like, let's find a really clever prank that's not the usual, you know, thing you do to someone like planting the guns in the bully's desk. You know, that's right. not like the obvious thing. But here it's just yeah, they just shave it off. That's just kind of awful. Yeah. It'll that's grow just, back though. It's like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but she needs to work those two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She don't know the trapeze. <laughs> she uh, don't know the trapeze. I will say one of It's a learning curve that one. Cuz I feel like to defend this movie a little it's a mix of like things that seem horribly dated and awful and some bits that I think are genuinely brilliant and hilarious. And yeah. one of them is when they get hired to put the dead fish all over the mansion. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. That scene is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember like laughing till I hurt when I was a kid watching that. Yeah, I was still laughing this time around because two sort of it's warring so ridiculous. mob it's families so are in the mansion. Well, they're in the other room, and one of them's like, smells like fish in here. And they're like, what? What is that? Some kind of coat? Are you wearing a wire? And then they just murder each other yeah. for a super long time yeah. while Norm McDonald. Yeah, but it's all, it's all off screen, right? Yeah, it's all just, off screen. And they're just holding they're fish holding in their hands fish. the entire time. Screw these guys what we do to cops. Say hello to the devil for me. And then they have to like tiptoe through the bodies, right? Yeah. To get and Artie tries to like put another fish under the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then the punchline is the guy that hired them comes next door and says, "I didn't ask you to do this." <laughs> it's great. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is like a sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny sketch. Yeah. I forgot to mention the reason why they're so determined to make this money. It's not just because oh. they're a bunch of losers. It's because there's some Sam's, hacky plot in this movie. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> Sam's dad, Pops, had a heart attack and he needs a new heart. Also, we find out that Norm MacDonald, because Sam was promiscuous, is also his dad. Not Sam. His dad's dad. Pops. They're both they're, they're half brothers, they find yeah. out. But he's not. Because Norm MacDonald wouldn't want to save his friend's dad. That's, no. not, that's not enough. He'd want no. to save his own dad. The, the dad who, like, raised him, though he didn't really like him. Yeah, yeah. They say in, the, like, prologue. Right. Played, played right. by Jack Warden. Yeah. 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 Who is obsessed with, again, Horace. Oh, God, this movie. It's yeah. not like he has a magazine. Co- oh, no, he does. He has yeah. a magazine <laughs> called Old Men and Impotent Old Men and Horace. God damn it. That's a thing that a prop department had to <laughs> to make for this movie. Yeah. Uh, some intern was like, I just don't want to do this. Well, uh, think about poor Jack Warden. He was like, I was in 12 Angry Men. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the twilight days of a thespian. <laughs> the other kind of similarity to Happy Gilmore and that, his grandmother was kind of cared for by like the sketchy Ben Stiller character. Here mm-hmm. we have the sketchy doctor played by Chevy Chase. Right. Yeah. Who is all, genuinely hilarious. Yeah. He's yeah. really funny. I, I don't really like him as a person, but his, his... Oh, he's a monster. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, funny monster. Yeah. He might have written some lines in this movie, but no, he didn't. No, he's re- and he always 
I think, was a big supporter of Norm MacDonald. I remember when all right. that was going down with Saturday Night Live that he was saying, like, he thought Norm MacDonald was the best person to do Weekend Update. After himself, of course. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because it's Chevy Chase yeah. after all. Yeah. But he's got, funny in this movie. He's, he's so funny. Yeah. And my, my wife was watching it with me and she was saying, like, you know, if he just kind of did this for, like, his whole career, if he just kind of came in and did funny bit parts. Yeah. We would all just love Chevy Chase. And also if we didn't know, you know, the things he did when he wasn't in movies. <laughs> <laughs> the horrible things he did. Or the things he did while in movies. Or while he- <laughs> Yeah. Or the things he did while trying to make a talk show. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> and his character gets murdered at the end of the movie off screen. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of the funniest end line <laughs> yeah. of yeah. a movie I've ever heard. Well, one like yeah, one problematic aspect that they don't talk about in this movie is so they need to get fifty thousand dollars so that Chevy Chase's character will get his pops a heart and also so he won't be killed by the mob. Mm-hmm. So whose heart are they getting? Yeah, like, just like a child? Is this a did. black market heart or is it somebody else on the list? No, no, it's yes, bumping him up to the top of the list because he's at the bottom because he's old. So it's, it's presumably bumping him ahead of children. Mommy, oh, am Jesus. I going to get my heart soon? Oh, my God. No. Uh, sorry, lady. Oh. This is horrible. Well, there's more horrible stuff to come. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with with more discussion of dirty work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're back on Rewatchability. We're talking about the Norm MacDonald's, I almost said classic movie, uh, Dirty Work. (laughs) Directed by Bob Saget, 20th anniversary next month. Getting the Blu-ray release. It's criteria now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I bet. What happens next? We haven't gotten to the bad guy who's, of course, played by Shooter McGavin from Happy <laughs> Gilmore because they couldn't even think of a new guy to cast. Yeah. Are um, you sure this came out after Happy Gilmore? Yeah, it came out two years after. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, well, so there's this part where they get hired to – their house is going to get bulldozed to pave the way for the most dreaded of developments, an opera house <laughs> by this developer, Travis Cole, who loves opera. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> this little lady's going to lose her home. So they like do this prank involving popcorn and it really messes up everything yeah. for for a day. Just because like they put popcorn in like a bulldozer doesn't mean that project is... <laughs> Gone forever. You don't know how construction works. <laughs> oh, no. T- no? No. Yeah, no. Or, would... or popcorn. We oh. ain't doing overtime. <laughs> <laughs> but so to, in retaliation, Travis Cole, he hires Norm and the other guy to supposedly roust out the drug dealers and no good nicks from this housing complex. Mm-hmm. And so they agree for exactly $50,000. <laughs> Which is how much Pops needs. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. To get yeah. the heart. 
It's uh, it's weird at this point because he he finds out that the building is housing the grandmother of his crush, this this girl that he likes. Yeah, that he's first of all ruined her job. He's gotten her fired from her job, right? Right, because of the thing with David Kettner. Yeah, and then she's forgiven him for that, and then is now walking with him and finds out, oh, this is his, his grandmother's building, and then he just goes ahead with it anyway. Yeah, he's and, been told this is basically like a crack den type right apartment that they're yeah. trying to and <laughs> it's, it's, yeah he thinks that it's a weird assumption to make he thinks that she's running a brothel yeah right like it's it's just uh that kind of strained just how dumb this character is supposed to be for me because he, yeah, yeah he meets the grandmother he sees the apartment building and they still go in and they it's not even like a prank they go in and just like almost demolish it like they're knocking yeah. down like propane torches yeah they like set fire to part of it yeah, yeah blow up like, toilets. It's not a prank. they just blow up a lot of toilets it's like actually. that scene in the confession then he plays the saxophone after <laughs> oh actually fun story so this movie was shot in, in toronto where mm. we live oh hey and those scenes were shot in my old neighborhood and uh my wife and i looked at an apartment in that building Whoa. And had I known it, it was, was the- shit. <laughs> the walls were torn out. It was still on fire. <laughs> There's no working toilets. It was off. No, it's just the outside they used for that. But I, I feel like had I known it was the dirty work apartment, that might have tipped the scale. Can we right. live in the dirty work apartment? No. <laughs> Your love of movies has gone too far, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great far. movie. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, then obviously, like, that's not good for the mom or mm. for the the girl that he wants. No. No, the, yeah, the, the horrible love interest that they have together. Yeah. Um, anyway, it doesn't work out for them. So he goes back to Shooter. And they try to get paid, and Shooter's like, "No, I like I tricked you into doing this." I thought shoot her. Yeah, that's what I thought you said too. You're like, "What? This is dirty work." <laughs> yeah, he murders a lot of people, right? That's the end of the movie. I mean, no. that's not even that big a step from what he's already doing. Yeah, yeah it's true. But kill a guy for fifty thousand dollars, you got it. <laughs> but he, Norm Macdonald learns that he's been had. He's been tricked by this yeah. evil guy, and that's when he draws the line at doing someone's nefarious bidding is that he doesn't want to be the jerk. He doesn't want to be the person taking advantage of. That's his whole kind of character. Right. right. Yeah. Wait, so it kind of fits. He doesn't lose. He doesn't learn anything. No, no, he doesn't. He says he does. At one point he's like, I always thought that life was about not getting shit on, but really it's about, Shitting on other people. <laughs> this isn't. That's like the Saturday Night Live template for a movie. Just that yeah, at a certain point you go, I thought that life was right, nah, blank. Nah, nah. Yeah. but instead it's like, na 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 na, and now you can move on to the climax. Right. And that's you know that's the other similarity to Happy Gilmore that I forgot to mention is the feels weird saying love interest. The human woman who's <laughs> in this movie and stands next to Norm Macdonald a lot has a very similar haircut. <laughs> to wow. the Julie yeah. Bowen and, and, a, and a similar Eli. character sorry lack of character yeah, yeah. no <laughs> yeah. totally yeah oh man that sort of begins like the dark night of the soul for them like there's a part where because he, he tells his brother his half brother that they're related and he gets angry and throws him out yeah yeah and then he pees Doesn't on a guy and, yeah. oh, he pees on a guy earlier yeah but, but they also have that joke where they <laughs> they are reflecting on how their siblings. He says, remember when I peeked at your sister's underpants in the third grade? That was really my sister. He said, yeah, and remember in the 12th grade when you had sex with her? Oh, God. <laughs> Which is a dark joke. It's, uh, 
But I mean, I, I mean, I find that joke funny because it's it's so dark, and they just go for it. Oh my god! Uh, something just came back to me. We didn't talk about when they went to prison. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh I'm my god! I'm so glad that's what you were talking about. <laughs> I'm Jesus. So glad it was about the movie. Yeah, you had us so worried for a second. <laughs> oh no no no! I was just thinking about like, the darkest thing. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that that oh, scene the... is rough. Oh, we almost had our. Our craziest episode of rewatchability yet. <laughs> yeah, no, he goes to prison. Wait, I think we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they go to prison. This is another. This is uh, it's another. I guys... mean, it sort of uses the tired old trope, which everybody was sort of doing in the old days, the '90s and the 2000s, of like the prison rape. Yeah, prison. What's it known for? Don't drop the soap. Right, and so. <laughs> Yeah. They, they sort of like play off it kind of in a humorous way, though it's still pretty awful. It's still pretty awful. I think the the thing is, is like it's a bad joke, but Norm MacDonald like delivers it so well that I still laughed and I hated myself for laughing at it. Yeah. He essentially is taken away by three guys yeah. and then comes back doing up his pants. Yeah. And he's like, that was ridiculous. That was <laughs> reprehensible. The thing that really hurt... Yeah. Was the lack of respect. Yeah. Well, and that's like... And the other thing. That's the Norm Macdonald joke, right? Yeah. Like, like laughter is the best medicine, except for uh, except for insulin. Insulin is the best medicine. Well, he also... he, he yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, totally. It's a variation on the thing he does. Like, on his podcast, he, he'll he say something like, if, like, Hitler gets brought up, he'll be like, oh, yeah, the thing about Hitler, Hitler, that guy was just a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, the, the downplaying something horrible. Yeah. I don't like, think it works here. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but it reminds me of all his other funny jokes that he's done like right the one on like comedians and cars getting coffee where he's talking to Patton Oswald or something and he and he says and Patton Oswald was like yeah, the Cosby thing the worst thing is is a hypocrisy and he was like oh that's that's the worst thing because I think it might be the rapes I think that's the worst thing. so like I he, like Wait, he said why, Patton, why would Patton Oswald be there he said that I like, think Patton Oswald was retelling the joke maybe no that was Norm Macdonald retelling him his like his conversation with Patton Oswald oh. anyway yeah Meetings and cars getting coffee. But yeah, that's like the setup for a lot of his jokes. So like yeah. this one reminded me of his other better jokes and it made me laugh. But it's it's not a it's not <laughs> yeah. a great scene. It's not anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's it it's didn't I, make me laugh. It made me kind of cringe. I felt bad for laughing, but I also cringed. Yeah. And it also just part of like there's just so many homophobic jokes. Like, I know. Yeah, I know. like his brother, like at one point is just like, Oh, I'm so like happy to see you or something. He's like, All right, take it easy, Liberace. <laughs> it's like, why yeah. would you say that? Like it's so unnecessary for the scene. Yeah. I think, you know It was kind of relentless. I well, think yeah. when this movie works is when Norm MacDonald is almost making fun of the movie he's in. Yeah. Because yes. it's a dumb movie. Yeah. And there's moments where he's almost breaking the fourth wall, what almost is- like reluctant to participate in this movie. Like there's a <laughs> he's part- definitely reluctant to act. There's a part where they dress up as. <laughs> well, no, because sometimes he does act and it doesn't feel right. It's, but like yeah. you know, like there's a part early on where they dress up like fake cops to go mm-hmm. beat up the frat boys, and they the joke is they're going to call the police and then like beat you know club right. Yes. So they is call it, the police and they say, one, yeah. "Hello." Real cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, that's why he was so funny in SNL, because he was kind of making fun of the celebrity culture that SNL was in, involved in. And then going yeah. like getting getting kicked out of SNL. Like, that's when he was at his funniest because he got to make fun of that, too. Like he's an anti-establishment 
comedian, you know? And, right. and I think that when he is doing just jokes that aren't either about jokes or about people who tell jokes, it, it, it might might not work. Or as, even as like well. when it interrupts like scenes in the movies, I thought it worked. Like one of my favorite scenes is when they approach three homeless men and one of them sort of goes into this big monologue about how he's estranged from his family. You worked for Cole? All of us have. I had a life, a house, cars, respect in the community. Suddenly it was all taken away. I think I finally realized just how low I'd sunk one day when I was at my daughter's soccer game. She lives with her mom. And I was standing on the sidelines and a cop came up and asked me to move along. That's when it hit me. I'm not even a human Here's your two dollars. Yeah, and he just shoves $2 in his face. Like, it totally breaks the scene you expected. And it's moments like that where he's kind of like a subversive force within his own movie that yeah. I think work really well. And he's such a smart comedian. Like, you get that from his stand-up. Like, he's so clever and maybe more intellectual than he, like, presents himself some of the times in the, in the way yeah. his humor works. So I think, like, a well, Norm MacDonald movie should be that. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the time in this movie, it's not that. Some of the time it is. But a lot of the time it's not. For yeah. sure. I think some of the times like he his character is even supposed to be like, I'm playing a bad guy and we're supposed to be able to see that. But then a lot of the times I think he's so bad that it totally erases that line. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't get behind his character ever, I think. It's hard to. Well, I mean, hypothetically he's doing good things. He's helping out old people, he's saving lives, he's saving that man's life, his pops. Yeah, right. at the expense of someone else. Yeah, you know. There's a balance in the world. Children. One spirit leaves and another comes. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, okay, well, so let's get to the end of the movie because it has to end sometime. <laughs> yeah, eventually. It's, it's a brief movie, though. It's like a 76-minute movie or something. I know, it yeah. just sort of speeds by, but there is a lot of skits. Mm-hmm. They decide to get revenge on Travis Cole by they get all the people together and they hash this sort of elaborate plan, which is going to go down during a production of Don Giovanni at Travis Cole's beloved opera house. Yeah. And this is where he's going to reveal. Wasn't he building the opera house before? Maybe this is a different opera house. <laughs> they build the opera house in like his, two days? His evil plan is to replace the whole city with just opera houses. <laughs> It's going to be an opera city. Yeah, it's going to be great. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but he has the taped confession of him saying that he did all the bad stuff to the old people. And so they're going to make a big thing and they like play it over the uh, PA system. But even that doesn't really make sense. No. Because the whole, he, pl- he plays him the tape and then – so he writes him the check and then he grabs the tape and ruins it and says, now I'm going to stop the check. And he says, well, I have another copy of it. Like hit it and they play it on the PA. But then he would just stop the check. Nothing about it makes sense. I don't even know why I'm going into it. It's a dumb <laughs> no, movie. No, there's no logic it's not meant to be movie. picked apart. Gord Martineau shows up at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, Deanie Petty is in this movie. These are just local <laughs> news anchors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I didn't really care about the ending at all. No. no. It's, no. it's one, it tries to do kind of a Wayne's World thing where they recruit all of their friends that have been throughout the movie to come together to stop this guy. But it, it never really lands. Yeah. And part of their plan involves like disrupting the opera for basically no reason. 
Well, and other than they, everyone in this movie hates opera except for the one guy. And disrupting like with pops, who's just trying to like assault this woman on. Oh stage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So like, it's not. I mean, and we haven't even talked they about keep like making fat lady jokes. Yeah, and there's this movie is like the jokes are bigoted, but the the fiber of this movie is sexist. I find like yeah. there's, there's like there's no jokes like making fun of women per se that I can remember, but it is deeply. Just I mean, they sexist, call a lot of them whores. Well, yeah, exactly. 99% of the women in this movie are, are called, called whores yeah, and are employed as prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. And they try to make it better by, like, taking the one woman that bit off Chris Farley's nose and, like, making them a couple at the end. But that doesn't work either. It's, yeah, it's just, it's not it's not the nicest movie no. to oh, anyone. Another moment that I love in this movie that involves Chris Farley is in the beginning when there's a bar fight. And he tries to put on Street Fighting Man and accidentally puts on Do You Love Pina Coladas? Yeah. I mean, that's another moment that kind of like undercuts like a movie trope. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. No, Donald's like, why do you get a pool cue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Note to self. Learn to fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Norman Donald getting thrown out of every place that he goes into. That's pretty oh, yeah, funny he in this movie. It's, it's, a, it's a good running joke. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He's like DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did want to mention that the place where the like confrontation happens is the Elgin Theater in Toronto, where I used to work, which I oh, talked about on the nice. Big Hit podcast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Also features very prominently in The Shape of Water. Oh. Well, I just wanted to say that I've done some dirty work around that set. <laughs> I don't want to know what yeah. that means. Don't say that in context of the shape of water. <laughs> <laughs> I had sex with a fish. Okay. okay. Yeah, we knew it. We didn't want to say it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of bad bestiality jokes that are also uncomfortable. With like Chris McDonald oh, fucking okay. the dog. As, as opposed oh, to yeah. our high caliber of bestiality jokes. <laughs> are they classy? They're about a theater. <laughs> Classy yeah. and an Oscar-winning film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, those were. I, I, I just thought they weren't that funny. Oh yeah, and the dog gets humped by a skunk at the end. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that happened. That's a yeah. thing I'll never unsee. Well, and the bad guy is always, they're like, oh, yeah, he's, like, fingering that dog. Like, that's what they keep on bringing up. Like, yeah. It's horrible. I remember, I th- I remember that was in the trailer, too. That yeah, show. yeah. Yeah. It's not fu- uh, anyway. a lot, yeah. It's, yeah. But there, I mean, there are some, like, cameos that are pretty funny. I mean, I don't know about Adam Sandler. He's oh, just being I, Adam Sandler. I love that scene, though. Yeah. The scene where right. Adam Sandler shows up. Again, it's like it's an easy joke, but they just take it so far yeah. that that they go for like product testing and Artie Lang's fine and Norm MacDonald is hallucinating that he's yeah, in hell. After, yeah, His car is in yeah. everything and Sur- Norm MacDonald tried to piece. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's surrounded by flames and Gary Coldman is riding shotgun yeah. and Adam Sandler's the devil. Yeah. And it just goes on for way longer than you'd think. I, I thought that was pretty great. And then it comes back at the end, too, because yeah. they drug everyone with the crazy brownies. And that's how the <laughs> check doesn't get stopped because the assistant gets drugged. Right. Yeah, it yeah, all makes exactly. sense. It all, yeah, dirty work. Rewatchable. <laughs> <laughs> One sort of interesting thing I heard about this movie, I mean, it was sort of a flop, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Weird, yeah. But one of the reasons was because it came out just a year after Norm MacDonald was fired from SNL. And, of course, the head of NBC, which 
aired SNL, famously fired him because he kept on making O.J. Simpson jokes right. during the O.J. Simpson trial, and he was a friend of O.J. Simpson. Yeah. And so when this movie came out, he forbade any advertising for Dirty Work on NBC networks or affiliates. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that. But that only lasted like a week or something, right? Wow, that, that's the prime time. Another <laughs> victim of the O.J. Simpson murder. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> a lesser victim. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'd yeah. say maybe lesser. Um, Wait, <laughs> did you guys see any other Norm MacDonald movies? I'm trying to look. There's not a whole no, lot. I don't think that he's... Much. He did Screwed with Dave Chappelle. But he hasn't starred in any movies. He starred in... Well, he kind of co-starred in that one. And that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, because he was bit parts in other movies. Yeah, like he'll show up in the background of an Adam Sandler movie. But I thought they, like, banned him from Hollywood. (laughs) He was in... He's the voice of, like, a dog in Dr. Doolittle or something. And he's in, like, all the Dr. Doolittle movies. Right up to Dr. Doolittle, Tale to the Chief in 2008. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is about Dr. Doolittle's daughter, who is placed on special assignment by the president of the United States of America. That's amazing. Donald Trump? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I oh, would he's like animals advisor is like a seven-year-old girl. Oh, That's no, great. wait. Sorry. I misspoke. He was even in the one after Dr. Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts. <laughs> nice. Which is in 2009. You know, it took a whole year off. Oh, no. I guess he stayed with the franchise, you know? That's good. Yeah, he, uh, he, he he believes in. He he's stands committed to it. the Doctor Doolittle franchise, more committed than Eddie Murphy. Yeah, exactly. That's for <laughs> that sure. flake. Yeah, I wonder what they do with his character. Does he die in this series? Yeah, he gets eaten by the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Macdonald's uh, like chewing his face off and <laughs> making cracks about it, making Hitler jokes. <laughs> yeah, so he's not a movie star. I mean, I think we know that from this movie. Just watching it, his his acting is. Uh, you can't say he's acting and I mean no one else is acting either everyone is kind of acting like Norm Macdonald it's kind of like a weird Woody Allen thing where everyone just sounds like Woody Allen Woody Allen movies everyone kind of sounded like Norm Macdonald in this movie too because they were all detached from reality anything that was happening they're like oh yeah that's a bad thing that's happening to me but uh, don't worry this was a different era like now we live in a time where we expect our former SNL stars to actually like learn how to really act like Bill Hader in in Nebraska Nebraska yeah (laughs) or skeleton twins or whatever or whatever yeah. Oh yeah. My Not- br- my brother-in-law went to see that and uh yeah. him and his girlfriend were like, "Oh, this let's just go see a fun comedy like the new Bill Hader Kristen Wiig movie." Yeah. And uh no. it was not that. No. No. No, you're it's right. There there is kind of a thing now where like, yeah, SNL actors are they have to be legit. Oh, you mean Will Forte Will was the Fort- one in, in Nebraska? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. right. Sorry, Not Bill Hader. But Bill Hader did a you Bill know, Hader was in the a sad twins. one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all do sad ones now. Mm-hmm. You to, yeah, you have to have they, one sad one. They all want their like Sundance movie. They're like that'll that'll give me legitimacy. The guy uh, who's that guy? Kyle Mooney did Brigsby Bear. Right. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, I really like that movie actually. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's good. I like the soundtrack. But yeah, I see what you mean. That's interesting. But before in this era, like you just didn't act, and this was like peak not acting. Just like, <laughs> eh, be yourself, do a little bit of your routine. Yeah, maybe you can but, work an impression. Which in there. seems like the Sandler model. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think, uh, yeah, Sandler was just himself and a funny voice. Like the, oh, I'm gonna do this. Whereas, sometimes like, as a woman, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's Jill. Yeah, but yeah. I think that Norm Macdonald is funny because he can't act. Like that's why he's he's great on SNL 
as like Turd Ferguson or like stuff yeah. like because you can so see through any of his performance. Burt, sorry, Burt Reynolds. But you can see through his performance to him. Yeah. And it, it's not – he's never trying to act. Uh, he can't. And and that's what's kind of nice about him. Not in this movie. I don't know. No. And he's also the best when he's sort of poking holes at like authority figures and corporations or whatever. Yeah. He's really good at seeing through people's bullshit, which yeah, is an we, aspect that a lot of comedians, I don't think – some comedians have it, but a lot of them don't. I mean that's why I think they have this setting. Like it's almost like the Marx Brothers thing of – of let's have an opera let's have the stuffiest richest guy yeah. thing and like have him come in and and try to undercut it but it's hard, i like the opera but it's yeah but it's hard to be like the main character and still be the guy that pokes fun at the establishment and like undercuts everyone like to uh, so i i i like norm Macdonald more as like the side character like i don't think that yeah. he's he's meant to be the main character of any film maybe yeah, yeah. i think he's still going to have one and knock it out of the park. He's going to have his lost in translation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I think. No? No, no. If he, you don't if think he, he'll have a late career cinematic renaissance? If he's in an indie drama as the main character, uh, let's bet something right now. I'll, I'll bet you something on this podcast. Let's, he let's was, uh, go write something for him after we finish the <laughs> yeah. And we'll show you. I saw the down from a dandelion. <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh, that's the, that's the, that's the indie drama. Or yeah. we could do a sequel to Dirty Work, where it's kind of like a broken flowers thing, where he's tracking down all the people that he hurt with oh, his pranks, my God. Right. trying to make peace with himself. Yeah. yeah, and one of them's from Before Sunset. <laughs> so, yeah. did you guys think this movie was rewatchable? A lot of bad stuff in it. I would argue a lot of good stuff too. Yeah, Rob, what about you? Yeah. I there's a lot that I do. I laugh sometimes in this movie and not all of them were guilty laughs. But I think while I was watching it, I was thinking a lot of the term problematic fave, but then it crossed that line about halfway <laughs> through. So I don't know. Like, I hate to say that it's not rewatchable, but it is kind of like maybe maybe there are things that should not be brought yeah. back up. But it's also an artifact of like a rougher time. And I think if we ignore that, then there's a chance that we can repeat it. I kind of... The same screenwriter is going to write another film exactly like this? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. I mean, the other thing is, like, sometimes we talk about this stuff and we're like, this was the time. And hopefully these people have, like, learned stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we weren't perfect in 1998 either. But, like, Norm MacDonald does kind of seem like a bit of a homophobe. Yeah. And he definitely has some problematic views and now, like in real life? Yeah. yeah like even his latest special on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him like I've watched some stuff where he's on podcasts or web shows or whatever. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. I think he still that just sounded like Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Falling down a well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he still thinks that like the word gay is funny. You know, like it's it just kind yeah. of like, oh, there's still that like 13 year old in him that is, has never grown up. And I, I, to be fair, I do think maybe he's confronted a little bit of that. That, but not enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say my. I'm gonna say mildly not rewatchable. Okay. Oh, okay. What about you, Blaine? I think this is a really hard call because it it is so anchored down by the problematic stuff in it, and at the same time, there's some funny deliveries of jokes from the cast. But I think that the reason that I might rewatch this is for. 
Norm Macdonald or for some of the cast that are really funny. But I think they've all done funnier things elsewhere. Two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that it, I'm going to say uh, I'm, it's not rewatchable. I'm going to say it's not rewatchable. Mm. I don't think I'll rewatch it again after seeing it this time because there's so much better Norm Macdonald stuff out there. There's better Bob Saget stuff out there. Is there? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's also the director of The Aristocrats. Of the Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just told a joke in that. Yeah. And right. there's like 76 seasons of America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be online somewhere. Yeah. YouTube before YouTube. Hey, this was the year after that. <laughs> was it? Yeah, that he directed this. He was really trying to screw over his image. Remember when that was, people would watch that in prime time on television? Because they didn't have YouTube. Can you they imagine didn't... how much garbage there was? Uh, it just drives me crazy. I was just talking about this the other day. There's so much great TV that I just don't have time to watch now. But as a child, I probably watched every single episode of like Wings. What's wrong yeah, with Wings? Yeah, I watched every single but, like, episode I, of Wings too. Yeah, but think of uh, I just wish I could like... <laughs> Send some DVDs back in time of like Atlanta or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just so I could catch up. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, well, this is a tough call for me too. Cause there's some stuff in this movie I genuinely love mm-hmm. and some stuff in this movie I genuinely hate. I do also think maybe part of the problem is Bob Saget in terms of not just his uh, raunchiness, but <clears throat> in terms of his not being an experienced director. Because I think it's an ugly looking movie. It's yeah, it's colorful, but it's ugly. And I don't think he it's uses co- definitely colorful. The fucking baggy shirts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Why do they have so much shirt? The one, one funny kind of joke that they never mention is Norm's always wearing super baggy shirts and shorts, and Artie Lang's always wearing super tight, yeah, yeah. like polo shirts. Like they have the same funny. wardrobe, yeah. Yeah, like they switched wardrobes. Yeah, yeah, but I also feel like in in comedies you do so many takes and you do so many ad libs and you try to find that like the ones that have the most energy or the funniest stuff in them. And I feel like all of these were B roll. Like all of these didn't go far. Like all these scenes didn't go far enough to catch the, like the the best that these. I would like, argue some of them went too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even just yeah, like the fact that that it doesn't look good and some some scenes like just feel airless and yeah yeah and nothing i don't know yeah i feel like maybe if it was a, a different director like i still think norm mcdonald like you said could do a a really funny movie if it had a bit more of of his sensibilities perhaps and you know like even like from what i understand of his book i haven't read it but it's like mixes autobiographical right. stuff with like complete fabrications and mm-hmm. fictions like it yeah. is this kind of you know if he'd done something like that Maybe he'll that, adapt it it could be a film sure yeah but it, it, it feels like and even his comedy sometimes like is challenging like yeah. it goes to weird places or loops back or does odd things with the format yeah and this movie never felt like that it hinted no. like it could have <laughs> but it never did it, it felt like it wanted to be happy gilmore and i think it could have been a much better movie than than that yeah yeah for sure so i uh, I say, I'd say like you, I guess mildly not rewatchable. Yeah. Oh. Like, I don't know if I'd recommend it to people though. I'd be lying if I said I probably won't watch it again <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Maybe when I get home, cause I still have it on iTunes for like another 24 hours. Wow. Oh my God. Talking about dirty work was dirty work. <laughs> huh? Huh? Don't, huh? Don't make me laugh. Well, thank that. you so much for listening. <laughs> as always, you can find more episodes at rewatchability.com. Huh? Uh, if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can got subscribe and and rate us there. Facebook.com slash rewatchability. We're at rewatchability on Twitter. 
and go to Tee Public. You can buy a T-shirt. That's teepublic.com. Just search for rewatchability. We have a store there. And if you buy something and like, you know, you're a small guy or buy triple XL, you can look like Norm Macdonald in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.